You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, my featured guest is Dan Ram. Dan Ram travels the globe as an event MC and speaker at over 100 events a year, hosting changemakers like President Barack Obama, billionaire founders Sir Richard Branson and Reid Hoffman, F1 champion Nico Rosberg, Grammy-winning artists and celebrities. He works on four continents from college campuses to parliaments to in-house corporate innovation days for Fortune 500 companies to the biggest tech conferences in the world. How is that for a mouthful of achievement? Startup Nation, his passion is to inspire people with his motto, start now, start simple. In building a future we all want to live in. You can find him at IamDanRam.com. If you ever forget who he is, IamDanRam.com. Dan, welcome to your first 100K, top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Uh, the biggest gap is I've now made it onto one of the top podcasts in the world. So here we go, from the top stages to the top podcast. Was it like top 1%, uh, 1.5%? So amazing stuff. Joseph, thank you so much for having me, but also thank you for being so diligent in creating these conversations free to your audience with, of course, the same spirit you and I have to empower uh, those who are listening to live their best lives on this planet. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. And thank you for pointing out I should be charging my audience. That would be entrepreneurial. Why am I giving this away for free? Thank you, Dan. We're going to start charging everyone starting today. I'm just joking. All right, Dan, tell us something, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Mm, good opening question. I would say maybe the first thing that comes to mind is that success involves conflict. Not just what is sexy for the magazines like, oh, the obstacle of not being able to raise money or, you know, the team fragmenting, but inner conflict. I think entrepreneurship is ultimately 
the school of life. I cannot think of anything else that teaches you more about yourself. It will push you. It will press you. It will crush you. But those are essential, just like fine wine that is made by pressing grape. I think the best versions of ourselves come when we are pressed. But I would say that the journey of success is also one of deconstruction, of brokenness, of mm -hmm. pressing, of conflict. So whenever you see someone smile on a podcast or on a YouTube video, please see them also as human, as people who have overcome great conflict and hurt and brokenness. So I'd say that's the thing, the specifics of which I'm happy to go into, but I just want to level the playing field that whether their first 100K or their first million or first billion, uh, they are just as human as uh, the listener. We're all human going through life, trying to make the best of it. So uh, I'm no better. I'm a broken, fallen, hurting man, just like everyone else. I just serve a good God who keeps taking me to the next level. Brother, preach, man. And preach you used to do, right? You used to be in the churches, on the stages, preaching, doing the ministry work. Like, how did you go from that to venturing out into the business world without that safety net? Tell us that story. Go back in time. We want to know, how did Dan Ram become Dan Ram? I will say the church played a big part in it, but maybe not how the church thinks it did. So the church is an amazing platform for growing talent. There is a reason that the best, and I mean the best, not some of the best, but literally the best singers in the world are all church folk. There's a reason that some of the best speakers in the world come from church, because where else are you going to have a generally kind, open-hearted audience giving you opportunities? I mean, you remember this, Joseph, like being in Sunday school and being asked to read a verse. I mean, not all kids get to go up in front and read from the Bible. And it could be any text, but the fact that we get a chance to present, to speak, not to mention all the years as a youth worker, I learned how to organize games, how to keep people's attention. I learned how to read body language. And these are all the things that make for great speakers. So the way I make my money, what I do is I am an event MC. Here in Europe is called moderator. In Asia, it's called an anchor, but essentially a host of an event. And what people often think is that good speaking is about good speaking, but good speaking is actually about great listening. And I think the church was a great teaching space for how to listen, how to read people. Uh, and so the church was essential. In fact, if you came to one of my events and you saw me do some call and response with the audience or to break an audience into groups and have them do an activity or a challenge, you'd be like, wait a second, I've seen this happen in a youth group, but it's happened in church. So that's essentially what it is. I get people to shout amen. I get people to stand up and dance. Um, and it's all part of the stuff I learned in church. Now, church is not the only space that taught me that. But boy, boy, was it great for the first 20 years of just give me opportunities to try, to fail, to learn, uh, to have good role models who I saw you know, week after week leading and to be able to take some of that and bring it onto stage. Of course, now what I do is tech conferences. So that is the role of the church. I will also say that this is a total accident. I have an economics degree from Yale University, an MBA from Trinity College. I'm currently doing a PhD in entrepreneurship at Erbeteha, which is a university in Germany. And I initially thought I'd go into consulting. And I did, as well as the UN, as well as advisory work. 
And at some point when I sold a few businesses and you and I, Joseph, have something in common, I introduced the first co-working space to Ireland. And I know you also are in the world of co-working. I um, introduced the first one here in Tampa, Florida. Look at that. Look we at that. that Pioneers. <laughs> so when I sold that and a few other businesses, I decided to take a break. And this, what I'm doing now, is that sabbatical. Um, and so it's an accident. I'm not a communications major or a journalist by trade. This is just the next chapter that fell upon me. And I don't think anything has made me feel more alive than what I'm doing now. Mm, so cool. Now, Dan, so many entrepreneurs that I get to speak with, and I'm sure you get to speak with them as well, they share how they're paralyzed by fear in knowing when is the right time for me to take that step. I know I'm called for bigger. I know I'm called for greatness. But how do I know when to leap? I'm scared. I have the safety net. How do I jump? When do I jump? And it's all that indecision that causes that paralysis. How did you know the right time to jump from the church space into the business world? May I share a little story with you? No, we don't do stories on my show. I'm kidding. <laughs> go, go, baby, go. <laughs> so um, I think the leap from business, sorry, from church to business is the same leap for anybody going through any transition, including some of mine as well. So I'll share a story that I think summarizes what to do in those moments of paralysis. So despite the accolades that I just shared about of all the universities and the degrees uh, not to mention captain of the badminton team, three-time presidential award recipient, a lot of other cool stuff. When the recession hit in 2010, I could not get a job. I applied for jobs and all I heard was no. I applied for more jobs and all I heard was no. I applied for jobs I loved, I heard no. I was so desperate to apply for jobs I would never even dream of doing. And even those ones I heard no from. In fact, I heard no for about 18 months. So I was unemployed for 18 months. For me, paralysis was not just indecision in my head. It was just a reality of life. Sometimes life just throws you a bad ball and there's nothing you can do about it. And you're just there. And at this point, I was living in Ireland. I was an immigrant to Ireland. I had no visa. My visa was running out and I was desperate for something. And I resolved that the next person that gave me any opportunity, I would say yes. I was so tired of hearing no, I just said, whatever it is, I'm gonna say yes. I'm not gonna question, I'm gonna think about it, I'm gonna say yes. So I was sitting there having a cup of tea and a friend of mine calls me. She says, hey Dan, I've got a bunch of students who have been working on a business idea. Would you be willing to come in and be a fake judge? My first thought was, yes, a college gig. I can come into these college students and inspire them. And I said, tell me about these students. He's like, they're a bunch of 12-year-old girls that have been working on this for 20, uh, 24 hours. And I won't lie, my ego kicked in. And I was like, I'm an MBA graduate. First of all, she said fake investor. Um, and she didn't even respect <laughs> that I could be an investor. And second, a bunch of 12-year-old girls, sounds like a volunteer gig. I don't have time to volunteer. I'm desperate for money. I'm unemployed. But I remember what I said. I, the first thing is say yes. And so... Despite the fact that it felt well below my pedigree, my qualifications, but more importantly, the reality of she said fake investor. And if you know anything about entrepreneurship, investors have money and unemployed people have no money. 
So also imposter syndrome kicking in here, going, do I have any rights to go in to a bunch, even 12-year-old girls and pretend to be someone accomplished when I've been unemployed? But I put all that aside and I said, yes. And then I Googled, what is an investor? What do investors even do? What questions do they ask? I watched Shark Tank. I watched Dragon's Den. That's the equivalent, uh, actually the original of Shark Tank started mm -hmm. in Europe called Dragon's mm -hmm. Den. I watched all the episodes. I wore my best suit and I walked in and I was the best investor I could be to those girls. So much so that that evening, I got an angry phone call from my dad. And he said, Dan, I've never heard of you, but because of you, my little girl now thinks she could be an entrepreneur. You must be some sort of motivator. Can you come in and motivate my staff? And he had a, um, a PR company. And I was thinking to myself, the irony, this man wants an unemployed person to come in and motivate a bunch of employed people. Like that doesn't even make sense. But I put that noise aside and I said, yes. And then I Googled, how do you, how do you motivate people who really should be motivated? They're getting money. They have job security. What is wrong with them? But I, I, I gave the best inspirational talk I could give. And a couple of weeks later, the press side, the uh, publication side of the PR company wrote to me saying, Dan, we love the, you know, your optimism, your hope. Ireland's in a really dark space. We have an opportunity to write the five top tech trends that will transform Ireland. Would you write that piece? I was not a tech guy. I didn't know about trends. I was a visitor to Ireland, but I said, yes. Nothing prepared me for what happened next, Joseph, because a real investor from the real Dragon's Den, he read that article. He called me, said, Dan, I never heard of you, but I've been asked by the prime minister and the president of this country to chair a seven-person advisory forum. We're responsible for writing the national policy on entrepreneurship. Would you be one of the seven advisors? And so I said, yes. How do you go from unemployed to advisor to the national government of Ireland? How do you go from working in church to working in business? How do you go from not having options to then, as you can imagine, when you're an advisor to the national government, you have a whole lot of op options after that. How do you go from not making 100K to now being responsible? You know, everyone's excited about making 100K, but there's a responsibility that comes with that. So how do you go from that? It's always the same thing. It starts with conquering your mind. You say yes, despite any hate you get from outside, but in most cases, the hate on the inside, despite the imposter syndrome, despite the fear, despite the lack of knowledge, despite the lack of experience, you still say yes. And this is the first part of my start now, start simple philosophy. My belief in start now is it starts with yourself. You give yourself permission, you say yes, you take that first step, even if it's a volunteer job for a bunch of 12 year old girls, while you have no money in your pocket and you have no time to be volunteering, you say yes, because you never know what obedience, if you're spiritual, you'll understand what that means, what obedience will take you. If you're not spiritual, you can just believe every mountain is climbed by a single step. Every obstacle is overcome by a single step. So just take that first step and you do that by saying yes. So there's your little story as to say yes. Give yourself permission. Take the first step. Startup Nation, what did you just pull from Dan's story? What's the underlining message? What's the pattern that you just uncovered? 
Now apply it to your life. Apply it to your situation. Apply, apply it to the thing that you're complaining about. Apply it to the thing you're confused about. That stuckness, that lack of clarity. Are you willing to say yes to things you think are beneath you? based on your previous accomplishments. See, now this is a pride issue. Then uh-huh. I remember back in the day after I built my first successful seven-figure business at a very young age, then semi-retired for five years and partied it away on really bad decisions and hit rock bottom, lost it all. Friends left, girls left, all of it. And I had to start over from scratch and rebuild. And I remember my very next job, a job, a J-O-B, just over broke. I went from a seven-figure business owner to a termite inspector. That's a transition. That's a transition. Yeah, up in the attics, looking for bugs, looking for termites in Tampa, Florida. Mm. In the excruciating heat, it was like 118 degrees, 120 degrees up in those attics. I got really thin really quick. (laughs) It's a great (laughs) diet for anyone who wants that. Um, But I remember that specifically, the humility in saying yes to that paying opportunity. Yeah. A yes that paid. And man, I had to conquer some inner conflict. Of like, I used to be at the top of the world. Now I'm scraping at the bottom with the bugs. Yeah. Startup Nation, are you willing to say yes to even that? That's how you get back to the top. I did. Dan did. You can. All right, Dan, you speak with a lot of people, man. Like, what is... The number one, I call them rocks in your head, like rocks. Rocks means head trash. Okay. What is the number one rock you see in entrepreneurs' heads that holds them back from stepping fully in, all in, two feet in, to pursuing the dream that God put in their heart? Hmm. Probably vision without action. I rarely meet people who don't have dreams, ambition, hopes, aspirations, and they spend a lot of time articulating that, dreaming about it, visualizing it. There's nothing wrong with that, but that by itself doesn't get you anywhere. Um, I think the number one block for entrepreneurs is the follow through, is the action, is the strategizing, is the doing. And I think there's a lot of different reasons uh, from distractions to poor routines, to lack of discipline, to distraction and all of that. But to me, I think anything is achievable if you are just disciplined enough to do the work, to wake up before everyone else wakes up, to push through when others would give up, uh, to be able to spend time taking care of your, yourself as much as your business so you can bring the best version of yourself into your work. So to me, this is the number one blockage is the action uh, part of 
success. Um, It makes total sense too, because the moment you take the step, Startup Nation, you put yourself at risk. Yeah. You put your family at risk. You put yourself at risk of being coming a success like you've always dreamed of or becoming a failure like your brain keeps telling you you will be. You put yourself at risk. That's why you freeze. You don't want the risk. Dan, how do you what do you advise people? How do you get them to get past that block and just take the action, the one foot in front of the other approach? I would say you start by owning the first hour of your day. I think most people wake up and they're immediately a slave to their to-do list, uh, to their emails, to the tasks, to the missed deadlines, but own your morning. So in my many interviews with presidents and founders and change makers, there are some common themes. And one of those common themes is for a lot of them, they are disciplined about their first hour. Now, for some of them, they have the luxury of even more than an hour. Uh, some of them are busy and they're hustling, so they got less, but they have some time that is theirs. I personally, over time, have developed, it started with 1G and then 2Gs and then 3Gs, and now it's 5Gs. I have my 5G morning routine. God, gym, goals, growth, gratitude. I do one thing of those five pillars every day. So my God time could be reading my Bible or praying or listening to some worship music or something of that sort. Gym is obvious. Uh, this morning I went for a swim. Could be a run. Could be a few push-ups. Uh, a bit of meditation if you don't want to be sweating in the morning, but do something for your body. Um, goals. It's really important to be clear on what the day is going to be about. So rather than following whatever the day throws at you. You take ownership and you figure out what are your top priorities for the day. Don't overdo it. This comes with self-awareness. Like I know exactly what I can get done in a day and I don't set myself up for failure. Um, so I check in with myself. Am I fully empowered? Can I do the unbelievable amounts that uh, life requires and I put it down? Or do I need to be kind to myself uh, because of jet lag or whatever? And so I set appropriate goals for the day. Growth is anything from a book Uh, to maybe time in nature, anywhere that inspires TEDx talks. I'm a big fan of that podcast. Love listening to podcasts. So any of those things that will inspire some thoughts and ideas and gratitude is just a matter of perspective. I think so much of life is just about having the right perspective, right? Mm. Uh, you can hold a phone and either think, oh, this is outdated. I need a new phone. Or you can hold a phone and think in my hand, there is more computational power than ever before. I can set up businesses. I can build a content agency. I can reach people all across the world with it. It is all at the tip of my finger. It's it, at my fingertips. It's just a matter of perspective. You can lose a job and think, oh my gosh, I have nothing. Or you can go, huh, new opportunity, new day, new season. It's all about perspective. I think gratitude is one good perspective to have with whatever life is thrown to you at that point. So those are my five G's, God, gym, growth. No, God, gym, goals, growth, gratitude. Uh, my five G morning routine. I like your five G's, baby. I thought you were going to talk about like the next iPhone coming out, you know? I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty good. He's a tech guy. He's talking about G's, five G's. I got five G's, baby. Listen, if you want your day to be five G's, man, you want it to move fast, accelerated into growth, into purpose, Startup Nation, Dan just gave you the roadmap. 
Those are the five G's. Are you making daily deposits in each of those? Or are you just reacting to the storms of life right. and ending up frustrated, right? All right, Dan, that was good. That was positive. I liked it, man. I liked it. Let's go. Dan, what has been your number one marketing strategy that has helped you attract more clients, more opportunities, more income? Know your difference, own your difference, step into your difference. Break those down for us. So I think what used to scare me as a child, you know, looking different, talking different. So I'm the son of an Indian diplomat, right? So I was a traveling uh, Indian re a representative of the Indian government. And my accent was always different for everyone else. The way we smelled, the way we dressed, the way we thought, everything was different. And I spent most of my childhood just trying to fit in, just trying to be like everybody else. And it took a lot of learning and unlearning to start knowing my difference versus recognizing how are you different? It could be the way you think. It could be the way you build frameworks. It could be your perspective on life. It could be a certain skill set that you have or talent that you have, but you it starts with knowing your difference. Second, you got to own it. Just because you know it doesn't mean you're okay with it. And sometimes that's a big learning curve. There's areas of my life that I'm still learning to own. Uh, that's hard. It scares me. I don't want people to know about these areas of my life. I don't want them to see the difference, but it's part of life. And so... With you that in own. mind, mm. with that in mind, would you be willing to share one of those differences? <laughs> one of those differences is uh, my sexuality. So this is uh, very complicated as a Christian. Uh, if you don't fit the model that the church uh, has proposed. And for me, it was never that straightforward. And so... This is one of those areas that I'm still trying to figure out. I don't have all the answers yet. And one of the difficult things about owning it is people expect you to know everything about it. And I don't. Uh, so I need to. <laughs> Good luck knowing everything about it. It's constantly changing. <laughs> exactly. So I need to own enough to be comfortable to withstand uh, what comes with it, the good and the bad. Right. It, mm. And so. So, yeah. So the second step is you got to own your difference. Uh, you got to. So for me, especially like the diversity, you know, I am a rare brown Indian on a tech stage. It's mostly older white men still. Hmm. And so to have an Indian and I often wear Indian clothes or Indo-Western clothes, I visually I stand out. I also wear red on stage. I know you got a red shirt on right now. Uh, people who can't see the podcast and only hearing joseph's got an amazing red shirt on so i usually wear red and usually tech conferences you can imagine are navy blues blacks grays and when you wear red it really stands out so why do you do that intentionally well you asked the question about how i market and how i uh, how mm -hmm. i get clients so i think standing out is really important being memorable uh is important now you need the substance as well um and i and that i take that that's necessary you got to be good at what you do but then you have to be remembered and memorable or stand out in some way. And so this is where the whole know your difference and then own your difference. And then you got to step into it. Um, yeah. And that can be really scary. And that's, you know, small block. So I, the red happened because I once wore an all black outfit and I just put on red shoes. And then hashtag red shoes was what was going on Twitter. 
And a lot of people commented, they're like, that's bold. And I was like, okay, so red signals something to somebody. So then I put on a red shirt and I put on a red jacket and I put on all red clothes and just kept building. So this is stepping in, right? Start now, start Mm -hmm. simple, little baby steps. Some things work, some things don't. So even with the Indian part, now those who are listening may just might think I'm American. I'm not American. I'm Indian. Now, if I was an Indian event host with an Indian accent, that may not work so well. I'm, I'm very fortunate that I have a predominantly American accent. And so I press into that. But I still honor my heritage by wearing a bit of Indian clothes. Um, and of course, I got my lush brown skin. So there's no sense in that. And so I've got that too. So this is, these are like little examples, whether it's part of your identity or whether it's just choices around branding, or maybe it's a way that you do work. So I know some people make money by being exclusive. I've chosen to make money by being a servant. Um, And it's a completely different form of leadership. I know it's one that you resonate with as well, Joseph. So I am not in business to figure out how how much I can make from you or what I can get out of you. I'm in business for what I can give and how I can serve. And this is a game changer in business. I have, for me, I don't have clients. I don't have customers. I have friends and allies. It's a very different way of doing business uh, because it's a very different attitude to people. Um, And this is also part of my difference because my church, taught me this form of leadership. And this is knowing your difference. Owning it is different because when I went to MBA school or when I went and did my economics at Yale, you best believe they didn't teach that form of leadership. Uh, And they taught you how to have powerful body language and how to be dominating and how to own a boardroom and how to negotiate, putting yourself first, making sure that you get the best deal, right? So I had to own a very different way of working and had to, you know, step into it little by little. So when an event is needing some help, guess who raises his hand and goes, hey, I'll help you out. Um, I've had events where the tech team doesn't show up on time. So guess who does the tech? This guy. Doesn't matter that I've got a pristine suit and I polish my shoes. Suit comes off, I roll up my sleeves and I wire the whole thing. Sermon leadership, it's different, but they remember me for that. They appreciate me for that. And we have lifelong friendships as a result of it. So that would be my top tip when it comes to marketing, getting clients is know your difference, own your difference, step into your difference. You know, the stepping into your difference as you were talking about that, the red shoes, then the red outfits, um, you know, here in the West, I think we call that peacocking. Right. Yeah. Where you, you really like oh, just I'm a peacock. Oh, for yeah, sure. absolutely. And, <laughs> you know, it's OK to peacock when you truly are stepping into your own authenticity or authenticity right your authentic self so many of us we don't find our authentic self so we put up this fake self and then we peacock that thing we peacock the mask rather than who we are and how god made us and i think that's a big mistake so it's it's great to hear you know for refreshing perspective of you did the pre-work um first right and really found out okay what am i called to do what are my differences how did god wire me what is good about this wiring not Mm -hmm. comparing it to everyone else and making it wrong but like what is actually good and that uniqueness okay how do i market this how do i monetize this in a way that's desirable to others they want to pay me and the way you found that is through servant leadership and that's authentic to yourself 
you're not out chasing the dollar. You're out chasing the, you know, how do I help? You're chasing the service. And it's working for you and you're getting paid for it from it. Uh, do you ever get scared that you don't have that security blanket, that financial security blanket of clients and memberships and all of that in the business world, but you just got friends and allies? Absolutely not. I serve a God who has been faithful so far, and I believe he will be until my last breath on this planet. Uh, everything I have, of course, I work for. Of course, I was diligent. Of course, I put my best foot forward and effort and sleepless nights and all of that. But that by itself is not the whole story. The other side of the story is I have a kind, generous, loving God with unlimited resources, unlimited abilities, who keeps opening doors, keeps providing. Uh, so I have full faith in him. Uh, it's not really about having faith in myself. That is not necessary in this deal. That is so powerful, and I think so many of us don't get that. I know I didn't get that for the longest time. It was all my insecurities. I'm like, how do I have faith in such a broken person called me? Like, And that's the point. You don't have to. The faith is in God, and I'm the broken instrument he chooses to use. It's his power that moves and, and creates the outcomes and results that I can't do. right? And that's, that, that's, that's a game changer. All right, Dan. That yeah. is a game changer. And I do want to say, because I know people listen, hoping for some trigger that might push them in their own lives. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I, I want to end the way I started, which is, Joseph, you and I are ordinary, broken people with our limitations. We have seen success. We have tasted success. And we continue to grow uh, because of effort, good people around us, strategies, paying attention, being observant, self-awareness, all of that. But also because we're people of faith. Um, we have hope, not just in ourselves, but someone greater than ourselves. We believe that there is a purpose and a greater calling. I mean, this is game changing. When you it's called competitive up, advantage in the business world. Yes, absolutely. Because if you wake up thinking about your task list versus waking up thinking about your calling, it's a very different energy to your day. When you mm -hmm. wake up thinking about what you cannot do and how you're not ready for whatever life is throwing at you versus you wake up thinking, I have unlimited power, authority, ability, not because of just me. But because of my business partner, my life partner, uh, the, my creator who is with me in this, it's a game changer. So I'll just say to everybody who's listening, please have hope. Um, of course, work on yourself. Keep listening to these podcasts. Keep doing the studies. Keep reading the books. Keep finding ways to elevate yourself. But really true freedom, true release, true unlimited, that feeling of like, unlimited creativity, unlimited power, unlimited authority only happens when you connect with the unlimited. And so. you're not it. <laughs> we got to remember that. We're not it. All right. We're speaking with Dan Ram. You can find him at IamDanRam.com. And Dan is about to enter the hustle round with me, one of my favorite parts of the show. Dan, I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show. Are you ready with all your jet lag? I feel like it's fun for you and torture for me. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Three seconds. Well, answers. that's Damn. fine for me. What's your favorite thing about owning a business? Uh, freedom over time. What's your least favorite thing? <laughs> the fact that I'm accountable to everyone, from my parents to my shareholders to my employees, I am last in my business. 
I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently struggling with or challenged by right now, either professionally or personally? Professionally, I need to hire good people and I cannot hire fast enough for the projects that are coming my way right now. Got it. Yeah, that's a big one. What are you most afraid of? I am most afraid of apathy. The day I wake up and I don't care. Mm. Indifference. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Uh, <laughs> I guess comparing myself to everybody else and, and just feeling like I was not good enough. Yeah. What secret fear do you have about people? Fear about people? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm a people pleaser. So my, my fear always is they don't like me or they don't trust me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a common one. Yeah, for sure. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Self-awareness. Uh, I wish this was a module taught in school, uh, tools on how to really know your true self. I think so much of life, what time of the day you're most uh, effective, you know, what relationships to go into, which ones to stay far away from, where your limits are, all of that is connected to self-awareness. So I wish I'd yeah. invest, I mean, I'm investing in now, but I wish I started that earlier. For sure. What's a new habit you're going to create this year? <gasps> Healthy eating. Healthy eating. Let's go. Vitality, people. What's yes. a bad habit you're going to break? <laughs> um, oof, I know the right answer. I don't know if I'm ready to say. I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm ready to Come on. Up. Just commit to the whole world right now. Let's go. Uh, addiction to pornography. Okay. That's a big one. Ta-da. Hey, all you men listening right there. Dan just showed up at like a leader. You know what leadership means, men? You go first. You go first. That's leadership. That's the definition. Dan just went first with his vulnerability. Thank you, Dan. There are hundreds of millions of men wrestling with that right now. Pick three words to describe who you are now. <laughs> I used to say energy, energy, energy. I think that's what most people think. So energy would be the first one. The second one is uh, observant, um, and the third is strategizer. Mm. That's a that's a quite the breadth of disciplines or modalities. Really cool. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Mm. I would say stressed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say. Uh, insecure for sure, hundred percent insecure, and I'd say also ambitious. Yeah, I wouldn't have stuck it through if I if I didn't believe in it. Although it scared me. Yeah. Yeah. Last question, Dan. If you could come back to life after you died, yeah. tell your family and friends yeah. only one thing. Yeah. One piece of advice about true success in this lifetime. Mm. What would you say to them? I would say four words. I'd say start now, start simple. And I don't have to come back to life for that. That's what I've dedicated this life for. It's what I use every opportunity to share because we get one life. We don't get to come back to this life in this format anymore. So 
right now is a chance to live your best life with whatever cards you've been dealt. And I think it starts by saying yes, start now. And it starts by just using what you got. That's the start simple part. You don't need to have registered business. You don't need to have the right look. You don't need to have the business partner. You don't need to have funding. You don't need to have a cool co-worker space. You don't need to have the MacBook. You don't need anything except what you have. You are all that you need. So start now, start simple. Don't be wasting time. Let's go. Let's go. Startup Nation, your excuses are just your avoidance to doing what you know you ought to do. That's all. That's all. All right, Dan, this is uh, the time of the show where you get to give Startup Nation, my audience, a homework assignment for this week. What is one action they must take this week in order to get the business and the life that they say they want? Let's start with the start of your day. What I would love all of you to do is find at least one activity that refreshes, that refuels, that re-energizes you, that you're committing to doing every day this week. It can be a five-minute breathing exercise over a cup of morning tea. It can be 20 minutes of prayer and a small workout. Uh, or it could be a full hour based on the five Gs I talked about. God, gym, goals, growth, gratitude. But let's start at the start. Make sure you wake up investing in yourself, refreshing yourself, fueling yourself so that you have the best of yourself to give to those around you for the rest of the day. So that is your homework assignment is find one thing, at least one thing and at least five minutes that is truly for you. The criteria being it has to re-energize, refuel, refresh you. All right, Startup Nation, that is your homework assignment if you choose to accept it or don't. <laughs> accept or it, don't. accept it, accept it. Dan says accept <laughs> it. Listen, you cannot give what you do not have. That's right. So fill yourself up first, put on the oxygen mask, get re-energized, refocused, refreshed, and then go into your day and do that for others. Startup Nation, do you enjoy the show? If you do... Literally stop listening right now, press pause, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher Radio. Sorry, it's Apple Podcast now. Go to Stitcher Radio, go to uh, first100k.com, first100k.com, and write your five-star review already. You've been listening for years. I know you have. I'm stalking you. You think you're stalking me? I'm stalking you. I see you. I see your listening habits. I know you love the show. But you're not commenting. Why are you holding back? You don't want to give a little? Come on. Be a servant. Write something great about Dan. He showed up and just gave you his heart. And he gave you his mind as a servant for you in your life to move you forward. You're welcome. Now go write that five-star review, would you? And if I like what you write, I'm going to give you a live shout-out on the show like I'm about to do with handle Sean Doyle FM. Sean Doyle FM, who recently wrote five stars. He wrote insightful podcast. Peace, purpose, and profit don't always coincide. Yet Joseph successfully demonstrates that these equally vital elements can live in harmony through your first 100K podcast. We're 
all four insights that enable businesses to achieve peak performance and scale ethically. Looking forward to the next episode. Thank you, Sean Doyle FM, for your five-star review. We appreciate you. Keep listening. Share this with people who need to hear this. And go write yours now, Startup Nation. Dan Ram, where does Startup Nation go to find out more about you, connect with you, ask you to do something? They have an opportunity for you, my friend. What do you got for them? So just Google Dan Ram or look me up on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, TikTok. Just uh, just look up I am Dan, D-A-N, Ram, R-A-M. I will warn you that if you write to me, it will not be a bot or a team member that responds. It is truly me. Um, The whole reason why I'm online is to connect. I sell nothing. I promote nothing. There is uh, no hook. Uh, I'm just here to serve. And so uh, please engage. Please write. Drop a message and let's have a conversation. I'd like to hear about your life. I'd like to hear about how I can maybe share some of the resources or insights or anything I have that might benefit you. That is the point, at least for me, about social media is to add value to people. So please don't be thrown off if you drop a nice little kind message saying, thanks so much, listen to podcasts, and you get a message going, hey, tell me about you. Um, and that's genuine. That is not a bot. That is me. So I'd love to hear from you. I look forward to hear from you. And God bless you. All right, Startup Nation, what an awesome, authentic offer from Dan. Now, when he says, like, tell me about you, that doesn't mean tell him about your problems. So I'm going to, like, put a filter up here. Don't tell him about your problems. Tell him about your dreams and tell him about some of the challenges in front of you and how you want to get past them. Don't show up as a complainer or an excuse maker. Show up as someone who is stuck but wants more and is willing to ask for help. Show up that way, and I'm pretty sure Dan will help you. Dan Ram, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you so much. I wish the same to you. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock? in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me. 
complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.